The dam was visible from the highway, but Danny Longstreet willed himself to ignore it. A mile and a half of concrete stretching across the Columbia from Oregon to Washington was like trying not to look at a train wreck. The dam's massive size still stunned him, even though he'd seen it hundreds of times before. The 18-year-old had watched the construction from the very beginning, when it was just a mound of dirt pushed around by bulldozers, to its imposing yet still unfinished state. He shrugged off the despair he felt whenever he drove past the dam and pressed down hard on the gas pedal. Gunning the old truck past 72 miles per hour was dicey, but speed was exactly what he needed right now. Predictably, the beater shimmied like a barroom floozy, rattling all the way to the Celilo exit. Once off the main highway, Danny had to slow down when he got stuck behind a lengthy line of vehicles heading toward the village. Hundreds of brethren, from the foothills of Mount Hood, Clickitat, and White Salmon to Rattlesnake Ridge on the slopes of Mount Adams, had been streaming into Celilo since early spring. Word that the salmon were running had swept up the river like the west wind, and the comers had packed their belongings and headed out. They came every year but the spring and summer of 1956 had brought more than usual, some from as far away as Canada. Everyone knew it would be the last time they'd gather by the falls, and no one wanted to miss it. The whites had come, too. They took pictures, bought souvenir beads, baskets, and salmon, but the big tourist draw was watching the Wyams and others fish. Danny followed the slow-moving procession until his three minutes of patience ran out. Pulling off the dirt road, he drove alongside it, dodging potholes and rocks. The other drivers were forced to slow down even further, as great billows of dust turned and swirled as he passed by. Danny tuned the radio to a rock and roll station and cranked the volume as loud as it would go. Then he stuck his head out the window and hooted, Shake, rattle, and roll, baby! With his long, dark hair whipping in the wind, he kept time with the music's raucous beat by slapping his hand against the door panel. Some of the drivers pointed and laughed, while others honked and shook their fists. If they were Indians, Danny gave them a friendly wave. If they were whites, in wood-paneled station wagons or big Buicks, he yelled, Get a horse! When Danny arrived at the village, parking was in short supply. Cars and pickups were wedged together like buzzards around a carcass. Two little boys from the village darted between the parked vehicles as they played tag. Danny tooted his horn and waved at the kids before pulling into the first somewhat open space he could find. When he turned off the ignition, the diesel engine continued to chug-a-lug, almost drowning out an angry shout that came from behind. Hey, you're blocking my car! The fuss budget was a white guy, figured. Whites were always fussing about one thing or another. Danny waited a moment to see if the fellow would press the issue. Known around the village as a scrapper, Danny was ready and willing to take on anyone who looked at him crosswise. Despite a hair-trigger temper that often got him in trouble with the village elders and others in authority, Danny was well-liked at Celilo. It was a different matter with outsiders, especially white outsiders like the visitor he'd just encountered.